there. Welcome to the Female Empowerment Podcast. My name is Carly, and I'm a big believer in actively bringing about more goodness to our communities. It feels good to know that we're not alone and that someone else out there has experienced the same challenge we're facing now. Whether those challenges are related to business, motherhood, or general life as a woman, this podcast is a platform that I've created to allow women to share their inspirational stories and greatest business tips to help make your day just a little bit better and your life just a little bit easier. Keep listening to learn from our amazing guest of the day and be sure to share this episode with a friend. Hello, friends. I'm really excited to share my next guest with you. Her name is Julie. And she is a dreamer, a traveler, a visionary, an adventurer, a risk taker, a loving wife, daughter, best auntie ever, and a doggy mama. She's a lover of books, activist, philanthropist, and most of all, a supporter of women and their dreams. She's been a successful executive for over 20 years. She started working with a life coach 10 years ago, and she loved how it propelled her further into living a life she loves and had imagined. Her goal is to help you reimagine your life. She has extensive experience in leadership skills, life coaching, and a vast history of assisting people in finding success. I'm so excited to learn from you today. Thank you so much for being here, Julie. Oh, I'm so excited. Thank you so much for having me, Carrie Lynn. I so appreciate you. And this is going to be a fun conversation. Yes, definitely. I was looking over a little bit about you, and I would just love to hear from you about your experience, how you got here. You've accomplished so much. Um, Would you mind sharing that with our listeners today? Yeah, absolutely. So I started my career 100 million years ago, it seems like now. I knew that I was going to be an educator. My family um, was a family of educators, and certainly that was really instilled in me that I was a teacher. And at the same time, I knew that I wanted more and I knew that I wanted to be successful and give back and do a lot of different things. My dad traveled all over the world as a contractor for the Agency of International Development and he developed trainings and always told me that I could go out and do anything that I wanted. And that's where the quote, go confidently in the direction of your dreams came about. So although I started teaching in the pre-K arena and then later I worked with middle school students, that's not necessarily what was filling my cup. I was recruited for an educational company because as I was going through school, I was uh, working in retail. So I had a retail background and then I also had the education experience. That position, and really it's a great organization because they really train and support and grow their employees. That position taught me a lot. I started managing a learning center in which I had to use my teaching background to be able to then meet with parents and work with teachers. So I did a lot of coaching and training of teachers, but I also had to learn how to run, even though this was part of a larger company, I was running an individual standalone center, right? So it was up to me to market. It was up to me to grow the business and grow that particular franchise. It's a company owned center, although it's a franchising company. So I learned a lot of franchising and grew up through the ranks in the organization. I then became an, a 
coordinator for a program I worked under the business development VP, and he taught me everything that I needed to know, well, most everything that I needed to know about developing business, creating contracts and relationship. And it was interesting because both my dad and um, my boss at the time, he, they both taught me that relationships are important in developing business. So I used that for my advantage. I grew again throughout the company, became a manager, then became a director, then became executive director, moved to a VP position. And then I went to work for a company where uh, the owner of the company and the founder and I had been doing some work together in Capitol Hill. That organization really taught me a lot about growing outside of states and, and, and being able to use all of the skills that I had learned in my previous organization. I have worked as a mentor in non-for-profits as well as I worked as a leadership coach. And last year, I actually got my coaching certification, all stamped and delivered, although I've been doing unofficial coaching and mentoring and uh, working in these programs. But I also went out and I got my yoga teacher certification because it was one of the things that I wanted to do. And I said, oh, someday, someday I can do that. Um, And I decided, well, why not someday be it now? I love that. And it's not something that we come across all the time done is better than perfect. And if, you know, if you're going for your dreams, why not go for it now? Why put it off any later? I love that. I really think that that's exactly the message, Caroline, and that resonates with me. Done is better than perfect. And as a recovering perfectionist, uh, those are the things that have led me to be more successful is to actually forge ahead and get something off the ground as opposed to dreaming about it or waiting for the perfect timing and just stepping out in faith. And two things can happen. One, you could be successful or two, you can learn from the experience and get better at it. Yes. Oh, you're so right. That's something that I've personally struggled with as well. And Mm -hmm. you're just afraid that if you fail, then that's it. And then it's like, you won't be able to accomplish your dream because you failed at it the first time. But really, that's not going to be the case. You only fail if you quit. And so- Yeah, if you just learn from it and keep going, then you will be able to live your dream. It just may take longer than you originally thought it would to get to where you saw yourself. (laughs) Right, absolutely. And I think that a lot of people really kind of sit around and I know that I don't have any children, but for many of my friends, for instance, when they were going through a process of deciding to have a family, they wanted just everything to be perfect. They wanted to have the right career, the right house, the right husband. I mean, some of them had a husband already, but they they really put off a lot of things. And I think that that worked uh, to create more stress in your life as opposed to saying, you know what? And there are obviously some things you have to have in place for whatever your dreams may be, but don't uh, sabotage yourself by thinking that you have to be 100%. You have to just take the leap and get over the fear, right? The fear will be there whether you do it or not. Absolutely. There's this book I've been hearing a lot about called Fear is Not the Boss of You. Ooh, I like (laughs) it. Yeah, and it's one that it's on my list to read. Okay, I'm going to make a note of that because fear is not the boss of you. I I actually have a, a sign on my wall that says fear and faith are powered by your focus. But I like fear is not the boss of you because I'm not very good sometimes. I like being the boss. 
and, and I don't like it when fear rules me. So everyone likes to feel like they're in control, and that fear mm. is what keeps us from um, reaching out to expand our control. Mm-hmm. Or sometimes it controls us, and that's something I've been learning a lot about, especially as you're growing a business or as a new business owner and you're new to the idea of owning and running your own business, mm-hmm. fear can play a really big role in that. For me, it's been like, I'm afraid that I'll have too much work, too many clients, which is not a bad problem to have, no, but I worry that how can I handle it? And like, then I sabotage myself in feeling mm-hmm. like I'm not going to be able to handle it instead of believing, no, you can't handle it this is part of growing and that's amazing. And so having more confidence instead of fear. So I will also link that in the show notes because I can't yeah, that's great. quite remember the author's name right at the moment, but I'll put that in the show notes so that our listeners can look it up as well. Yeah, that'd be awesome. And I will say to you specifically, if you have a fear of, you know, having too much business, just think about it this way. Do what you do best and delegate the rest and know that anything that you can do can be replicatable. And that's really the goal of you as a business owner as you're growing is that you, For and it's hard because I've been there, right? You think that you're the only person who can do something. You think the only person who can do it the way that you're going to do it. But one of two things happen. One is you learn to let go, but you're also training the person that is going to replace you because for as long as you are in right now, your position is as a business owner is a startup, right? If you're going to grow to the next level, somebody else has to sort of start up and be the, the person that does it all. And you need to groom yourself to the next position, which is uh, mogul, you know, or, or, you know, multiple business owner or a person that is really running a larger business. So give yourself some grace with that. Definitely. You're so right. Um, I appreciate that because a lot of our listeners are also probably brand new business owners and feeling the same way. And so that's very inspiring um, and empowering. So I appreciate that. Um, I noticed in your bio that you specialize in educating about personal branding. And I would love to hear from you as a branding designer myself. I often get questions about if they should brand themselves in a personal brand way or if it should be like a regular brand and what works best for them and in their in their industry and I have a few thoughts about that but I would love to hear from Mm -hmm. you um, from your experience how you would differentiate the two and um, how you'd go about making that choice Sure. So one of the things, and again, I allude a lot to my dad because he was such a great mentor in my life. But one of the things my dad once told me is that you needed to uh, be seen and be known for who you are as a professional. And he really instilled in me, even before social media, I mean, this is going back again many years, that I needed to create just a reputation for myself as a professional. And I think that this really applies now in the world in business that we have social media, we have all these things that allow us to put in our personal brand out there. But ultimately, it's important to have both a personal brand and when you are in business, also you're going to have the brand of your organization, whether it be your own business or the organization that you work for. But here's the thing. When you are associated with um, 
with the larger picture of the brand. And I'll give you an example. So for instance, Bounty paper towels, right? Bounty has a parent company, but we, most of us forget who that, you know, that a parent company is, but Bounty paper towels is the quicker picker upper, right? And everybody can tell you, you know, and everybody will have an idea. Oh, I really love them. I really love how you can have the smaller size too. And there's a lot of really components that go into that. And the same thing, like for instance, for me as a professional, I was in one industry for many years, 20 years. I worked at the national level. I worked in education in schools with school districts. But right now, my main focus and what my organization focuses on as a solopreneur is not working with school districts. But my partners, the people who I work with, they all know me professionally and personally and my brand, and they know what I stand for. They know that if they come to me for something, they're going to get someone who's going to work very hard on their behalf. They're going to get someone who is able to, it's going to say it straight, whether it's a popular opinion or not. And it's also going to put in 110% to help them reach whatever goals they have. So that's my personal brand. And the fact that I don't work in an industry, doesn't mean, didn't take away my personal brand. That actually became stronger. I think that you have to definitely develop yourself as a person because no matter where you are, whether it be one industry moving from one or the other, or whether you're in a career and you want to grow, um, as, as a person that works in a company, right, your personal brand is going to help you propel you in your, in, in your current role or maybe grow you to the next role. And if you're looking to improve or change from one position to the next or really grow professionally, having that personal brand is going to help you. And I feel that it's it's very important to do that. Now, when you are a solopreneur, you also have to make sure that you have a brand and you have a brand for your organization, for the, what you're doing in your business. And there's a reputation involved in there as well. But I think that it's important to also make a distinction between the two. Wonderful. Thank you so much for that insight. Um, I found that very helpful and I'm sure your listeners will as well. I just want to pause a brief moment here to say if you're a female business owner, I'd love to invite you to join me and our show guests in the Connect Professional Women community on Facebook. In this community, we empower each other by sharing our expertise and collaborating with other female business owners. Go to facebook.com slash connectprofessionalwomen to join the party and receive support from other lady CEOs like you. Again, that's facebook.com slash connect professional women. We'll see you there. You have written an ebook about this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So the ebook is actually something that um, I get asked all the time. And I think that when we are creating a strategy for a business, we're very good about knowing and there's a lot of resources out there that teach you how to do a strategic plan for your business. But there's nobody who really is teaching you how to create a strategic plan for you as a person, as a brand. And the ebook is very specific in helping you analyze, right? What are some of your gifts, some of your talents, and some of the areas that you need to improve on? Because all of us have areas of improvement. And the more that we embrace that, the more that we are able to grow and understand, hey, I am not very good with like, for instance, Excel. Do I know Excel? Sure. Can I do it? Sure. It's not great. 
But if I need something that is going to help me, uh, you know, crunch some data numbers, then I'm going to go to someone to help me with that. So as a personal brand, I, I know that I am a competent but not proficient at Excel. So the same way, right? Making that assessment or what can you do well? What are the areas that you need to improve? And if I know that I'm going to go after a job that's going to require me or I'm going to work in, in tandem with someone and it's going to require me to have Excel skills, I'm going to work at getting better at them, right? And that's my personal development plan, which is part of that personal brand. The other thing that the ebook takes you through is understanding what your values are as a person. And there's a lot of values that we have, whether it be something that we've learned or we've gained from partnerships or life experience. These are important to have and to also communicate to the people that we work with and to communicate to the world around us. Because People like to do business who they like, know, and trust. And if they're going to do business with you, they would like to know what you stand for. And I think that if you look at what's going on in our world today, um, I was actually listening to a podcast because I'm a podcast junkie, and they were talking about the nose of apologies. And, and they were talking about how everyone seems to be apologizing now for what they did or didn't do. But all these apologies are um, pointing that these business owners or entrepreneurs or big uh, celebrities have a personal brand, right? And they're apologizing. Maybe they didn't speak out um, on, on current events, or maybe they didn't uh, say the right things, or maybe they didn't put out information supporting or not supporting something. So those apologies are part of their personal brand and part of their value system as a brand. Wow. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And it's definitely something that I look for when I'm working with new people and I'm definitely mm -hmm. um, new to the network marketing and I'm learning and growing in that area. And that's something that I think about is if I'm about to work with another person, I want to feel comfortable with them. Like you mentioned, right. I want them to feel like, I want to feel like we connect, that we have something that we can contribute to each other and bring value to each other's business. And um, it's not always easy to, discern that right away right and so it's Absolutely. nice to be able to if you're doing a little bit of research like that they have their values and everything on their website that they talk mm -hmm. about it when they meet you um, and just having them because they know what they stand for and who they are it makes it easier to be able to share that with others so that they can feel Absolutely. comfortable with you as well yeah, and, and I'll tell you that, that you hit it on the head because for me, when I launched my business, I sat down and I really created a vision for, for my organization. I also created a mission for the organization so that as people worked with me, and there's two types of clients that I work with, right? There are the individual women who maybe are launching or have a business that is sort of coming along, but they want to grow and they want to build their business. But I also work with women who you know, have dreams for their, their selves. Maybe they woke up one day and, hey, I'm not where I thought I would be, or I'm not really sure what I want to accomplish. I, I want to do something, but I need to figure out what I need to do for my life, whether it be lose weight or whether it be, um, for instance, deciding that they're going to take the plunge and travel or they're going to be more adventurous, whatever it is. I 
talk about with them what my mission is as, as a person, as a professional, as a coach, as a leader. But I also talk with them with my vision is for where I want to be and how I want to put out my energy into the world. And I think that that's important. It really is. And I love that. I love that you brought that up. This is something that um, I talk about with my clients as well as we establish their mission, like those formal mm. statements of having a mission, right. statement, and Absolutely. A mission statement and that there is a difference between the two and what those differences are and how that's going to help them in their business so that they know which direction they're going and how to represent themselves in that way. And so that's something that I also agree is very important. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. And I think that sometimes, and, and this might even be something that if someone is struggling with, find someone that can help you and support you in creating, creating that mission and vision. And I find that as I walk through with helping women define that for themselves, a lot of the other decisions and choices that they have to make in their organization or personally becomes very easy. It, yes, it does. Yeah. Especially having that third person, like as an objective perspective yep. to help you bounce ideas off of, let you know if you're overthinking it. Um, oh, for <laughs> sure. For sure. Everybody needs a coach and, and, and think about it. Even the most elite players are going to have a coach and because it supports you and in, in hone in some of your skills and a coach is going to hold you accountable to the things that maybe you're sort of losing steam and motivation on. So it's key. It's key to have that. For sure. I agree with that 100%. And it's something I've personally experienced as well. I feel like, um, like you said, all of the elite people are going to have a coach behind them, somebody mm -hmm. to help motivate and inspire them and, you know, just keep them accountable for what they're doing. And that's just absolutely true. Having that person there who is more experienced, who knows what's going on, who can like see what's happening and like kind of guide you. <laughs> mm. Now I, I totally recommend that to anyone. And, and, you know, there, there's a difference between a mentor. There's a difference between a coach. There's a difference between a therapist. So really find out what the differences are and find the right professional for yourself. But a coach is someone that will always help you excel in any type of goals that you have for yourself. I love that. Um, if you don't mind, I'd love to ask you yep. as a coach or if you have one or two tips for how you can network as a new brand. Love that idea. Yeah, you're talking my language now. So networking <laughs> is so important. And obviously, we are in a very interesting time, right? Because networking uh, in person is becoming a little more challenging in some places. However, there is always the opportunity to be able to network through different things. Number one, what I would what I would tell you is once you've defined who you are as a professional, what your your offering is, what your business is, then you want to go ahead and figure out who your clients are. One. Number two, you also want to go ahead and connect and make connections with other professionals. And not necessarily professionals in your field, but professionals in your field are a good idea too. But connect with other professionals because here's the key. If I meet you and typically I love to, I, I'm an extrovert, so I'm always looking to, you know, create relationships with other people. But when I meet you and, and we start to talk about it and I learn about what you do and, you know, what are some of the things that you're looking to do? 
I will immediately, I don't know if my brain is just wired this way, I will immediately think, ooh, you should meet so-and-so because so-and-so is the perfect, you know, so for instance, I have a friend who's a realtor and I was just interviewed for a podcast with a woman who, and she's phenomenal, Steph Esri, and I think you, you should connect with her actually. Uh, she's got a very successful podcast and I... Um, I was talking and, and she's doing really cool stuff because as a realtor, although she does a lot of other things, Steph has had to pivot her business. Now, my friend who's a realtor here in Connecticut um, is doing some stuff, but obviously, you know, with, with not being able to go out to open houses and stuff, she's having to pivot. So I'm like, oh my God. Marnie, you have to connect with Steph and kind of talk about how you can help each other. So one is definitely connect with other people, but start to think about, and, and you know, the networking is, yes, you want to build a clientele. Yes, you want to be seen. Yes, you want people to know your name, your business, et cetera. But ultimately, if you spend time um, being a giver, giving back and, and trying to figure out, and for those introverts, who it's so hard to really kind of uh, put yourself out there. Don't think about it as like, oh my God, I have to speak to all these people about what I do. Think about like, who do you know in your circle? Who Who is a business owner that you use? Who do you trust? Who do you believe can provide value to somebody else? And as you're meeting people, listen to them, find out what they're saying. Oh, you need an insurance agent. Wow. I actually love my insurance agent. They told me I didn't need XYZ coverage. You should speak to them. So that's one way of being able to network. The other way to, of being able to network is obviously find organizations. There's a lot of groups and organizations out there that are now um, moving their networking sites online. Go there, find questions, uh, build relationships, and, and don't be afraid to say to someone, hey, I'm starting a business. I am going to be doing um, specialized furniture painting. And I am in a, and, and find a group that does a lot of niche um, painting for furniture and say to these people who maybe have been doing it a little longer, hey, would anybody love to meet with coffee? I'd love to find out what kind of paints you use, right? So then you uh, invite them. You're saying, meet, meet me for a virtual coffee. Let's set up a Zoom. And you sort of get to know each other and say, so tell me a little bit about what are the challenges that you've encountered? What are some of the great things? And the biggest thing in business is that we think that uh, just because I'm a coach, you're a coach, somebody else is a coach, there's not enough business. It's not true. There is enough relationships for everybody and everything. If you think about it, our world is so big and so connected that think about it, you you can have multiple brands of ice cream, right? Just and, and there's more ice cream uh, flavors coming out and more ice cream companies popping up. Ben and Jerry's didn't sit around and say, oh, you know, there's briars. We can't do ice cream, right? So the same way, I think that you need to be confident that there is enough appeal for someone to want what you have to offer. So be willing to put yourself out there. And those are some of the things that I would definitely recommend to people to do. Wow, I feel like you just read my mind with some of the last things you said, because I've been thinking a lot about, especially with connecting with other professionals in your mm. same field or industry, that can be not only intimidating, but 
uncomfortable because then right. you feel like I don't want to give away my secrets. Like I worked really hard to get here. Like they should right. have to work hard too. Like those are some natural thoughts that you have and it can be hard to overcome those and feel comfortable working with them and, you know, teaching other people who are in your industry. Like you said, it's good to, mm-hmm. to give and right. um, yeah. One of my questions would, what's going to be how, what words of advice do you have? But I feel like you've already expressed that, you know, the idea that there are enough relationships Absolutely. around um, and changing your mindset from a limited mindset to mm-hmm. more open, just that alone is something that's really inspiring. So I really appreciate that. Oh, you're welcome. But I think that, you know, again, we, we need to know that there is so much and, and ultimately what you have to offer, only you can offer. You as a person, you as a professional, there may be a lot of people that do the same thing, but you are going to be the right fit for one person. And that client could be the client that maybe will grow so tremendously that will keep you so busy that you don't need other clients or that will introduce you to other people. So um, doing right, and this goes back to what your mission and what your vision is for yourself and your personal brand and your value system. If your value system is, for instance, I am an authentic person. What you see is what you get. So when I, I think that you're going the wrong way, I'm going to tell you. So that's, that's on brand for me. But also, I'm someone who really values um, giving back and being, being a philanthropist. And, and it's, it's a funny use of words, right? When my husband chose that word, and, and he's like, I describe you as a philanthropist. But to me, it's a value system. I volunteer a lot. I know that one of the things I was taught early in life is give back. If you have something, you're, you may not have everything, but you have more than somebody else. And whether it be your time or whether it be your knowledge or whether it be actually the money in your pocket, right? Give it back. And, and that's a big value system for me. So I know that, that that means a lot to me and people who know me well and partner with me know that, that, that um, that's something that, that I put high in my priority list. Oh, wow. Thank you so much. So much really great insight um, mm-hmm. in the things that you're sharing. Where can our listeners go to learn more from you and about you? So the best way to get to know me is you can check out my website at Go Confidently Coaching. I am on LinkedIn. Again, Julie, go go confidently. Uh, Facebook, Instagram, Julie DeLuca Collins. uh, I've also, if you want to get to know some of my travel adventures, I I do keep a travel blog and that's New York Red Rose too. I don't tell a lot of people about that, but that's my personal brand. I love traveling. I'm very passionate about it. And I talk a little bit about my experience doing the Camino de Santiago there and how that experience really has shaped me as well in my view you with the world and and really help me to know that you know we're on a journey all of us are on a journey the people that come into your life come into either for a reason a season or a lifetime and it's important to to be aware of that because then you can really enjoy the relationships and the and 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 the journey not just looking at the destination having goals is great but how you get to those goals is more important i love that thank you so much 
Oh, you're welcome. What a fun conversation. I could talk to you. You're a great interviewer. You're doing such great work by bringing these conversations to people. And I I love just connecting with you. Oh, thank you. I do too. I agree. This was really fun. And I'm I've already learned so much and I can't wait to talk with you some more. <laughs> Carrie Lee, we're going to have to have a virtual coffee date and maybe get some other people involved and do like a little mastermind. So we'll connect offline for that. Absolutely. That sounds great. Thanks for listening to the Female Empowerment Podcast. I truly appreciate you being here and I would love it if you shared this amazing episode with a friend. If you'd like to be a guest on the show, please reach out to me at brandingforwomen.com or send me a message on Instagram. My handle is at branding for women. See you next time.